What's going on, everyone? My name is Elliot Shore Parks. Today is Monday, May 22nd, and this is the Best Football Show podcast, the place for the top news and opinion from myself and from the best of the best of Odyssey's football podcasts and radio stations. If you like what you hear today, please hit that subscribe button for auto downloads and make sure you leave a five-star review to help the show grow. All right, I want to take a look division by division moving forward, maybe look at a few this week, because I'm really now with the draft and free agency over, we have a good look at what these divisions are going to be. And there's going to be a lot of really competitive divisions this year in the NFL. There are probably only one or two where you can look at and go, yeah, this team's definitely winning the division. Outside of that, even the NFC East with the uh, Eagles and the Cowboys. Obviously, we know the divi- like uh, NFC South is wide open, not with bad teams, but still wide open. So a lot of different divisions this year that could go a lot of different ways. So I want to take a look at all the divisions and say one big question for each team uh, now that the offseason is, is really here. Um, let's start with the NFC North. And I want to start with the team that I think is maybe the most intriguing in the NFL heading into next year. And that's the Chicago Bears. So why do I think they're so intriguing? First, they're playing in a wide open division. The Lions, the Packers, the Vikings all have their strengths, but also have major question marks. The Bears, certainly full of weaknesses, but they have what you could argue is the most high upside quarterback in the division in Justin Fields. So for me, the question for the Bears this season is, is Justin Fields their franchise quarterback? It is time to get the answer to that question. This is year three coming up for Justin Fields. He started 25 games, 24 touchdowns, 21 interceptions, 59% completion percentage, obviously way too low, 79% quarterback rating. We know what he can do on the ground, and that's incredibly important. You have to be able to be a dynamic running quarterback in today's NFL. But as a passer, he has a long way to go. Early on in his career, and it's still early, but the first two years, there was an argument to be made, you know what, he just didn't have the talent around him, and that's why he's not able to be uh, a quality passer from the pocket. It's not really the case anymore. They bring in DJ Moore. They have Chase Claypool, who should be healthy this year. Darnell Mooney as their slot receiver. He has a very strong set of starting receivers, certainly at least in the top three. Uh, the offensive line, not great, but the, the receivers are very good. So that 59% completion percentage, that has to go up this year. The basically one-to-one touchdown interception ratio, that has to be better this year. This is the year where if Justin Fields doesn't get the job done, if they are once again picking in the top seven or you know wherever they end up, or top 10, because I think they were eight this year, top 10, then they have to seriously consider a quarterback, especially when you consider how strong the quarterback class, at least for now, next year is looking. So for me, the Bears' biggest question, the thing they have to figure out this year, is Justin Fields the guy? I think he's going to take a big leap. I like the odds for the Bears winning the NFC North. But you're going to know this year. There's no more going into year four with Justin Fields and you're still still unsure. If he's the same player next year that he's been the first two years, then he's probably not the guy. Sooner or later, these these quarterbacks, they make the leap. You see Jalen Hurts make the leap. You saw jo- uh, Josh Allen make the leap. It's time for Justin Fields to make the leap and show whether or not he can be their franchise quarterback. With the Minnesota Vikings, also quarterback related. And the real question with them is, is this the end of Kirk Cousins in Minnesota? In some ways, Kirk Cousins has signified just exactly what Minnesota has been. Good, but just not good enough where people believe in him. Kirk Cousins throughout his career, definitely good. Definitely a quarterback nobody really believes in. He has one more year remaining 
on his deal. They added another great receiver in the draft, in my opinion, in Jordan Addison. They still have Justin Jefferson. They were a playoff team last year, obviously lost at home in the playoffs to the Giants, but were one of the best teams in the NFC, at least record-wise. This is the year where they're going to have to decide, all right, Kirk, are we going to re-up you for another year? Are we going to continue having you as our franchise guy in Minnesota? Or with all this young talent, a young head coach, are we going to go out and get a quarterback? Now, the tough thing is they're probably going to win nine games. I can't imagine a world where Minnesota is 4-12 and, and 12 or 4-13 and 13 or whatever it would be. They are going to be a team that is probably picking outside the top 10. But if Kirk Cousins, you know, there was already rumblings about it last year that they were considering moving up for a quarterback, didn't end up adding one in the draft, no real young threat to Kirk Cousins on the roster. So if he's not great this year, I think next year you'll definitely see them look to move on from him. They just they can't continue to stay in purgatory. They either have to see Kirk Cousins be special in the playoffs or they have to move on. So very similar to Justin Fields, obviously different points in their career and different expectations. Justin Fields wins nine games in Chicago, has 24 passing touchdowns to, you know, 12 interceptions. That's something you'll take. Minnesota, this is about Kirk Cousins showing they can be a legit Super Bowl contender with him. This is about winning in the playoffs, especially in this division that is very winnable. It's about winning this division. It's about showing you can still lead lead an elite offense and showing that you are a quarterback that Minnesota should continue to not really build around because you're older at this point, but a quarterback that they should feel going into next year they can absolutely win a Super Bowl with. So much like Chicago, I think the biggest question with the Vikings is quarterback related, and it is, is this the end of Kirk Cousins in Minnesota? And what would their plan be if they did move on from him? All right, the Green Bay Packers next team. Their their question is vague, but I think an extremely important one. Are they still the Packers? Is this team still going to be the Green Bay Packers? We all know about the quarterback history there, going from Brett Favre to Aaron Rodgers. They now go to Jordan Love. They've had two franchise quarterbacks in... I don't know, 30 years or whatever it is, they've always had a guy that they can absolutely rely on. And because of that, they've been one of the most consistent winning teams in the league. They haven't had a losing record two seasons in a row since 2017, 2018, but before then, since 1991 to 1992. They finished last year eight and nine. So obviously a losing record. Will they do that again next year? And last year, they were pretty much a definition of average. 17th in points allowed, 14th in points scored, 8 and 9 overall. They were good, not great. There were times where they were bad, but they were never really horrible. This year is going to show us what's the next iteration of the Packers look like. They still have talent. They have talented receivers. They have talented running backs. There is talent on their uh defense. They have a talented offensive line or at least an average offensive line. So Jordan Love is not walking into a terrible situation. He has enough there where you would think he would he would be able to show what he can do. He has a, a coach that's won a, a head coach that's won a lot of games. Obviously with Aaron Rodgers as his quarterback, but still, the Packers are a winning situation and they are a winning franchise. Again, no double no uh no losing seasons back to back only twice since 1991. They are not used to losing in Green Bay. If Green Bay comes out next year and Jordan Love is not the guy. Jordan Love doesn't win them eight games. He struggles. He doesn't look like he's going to be their their franchise guy. The Packers could be entering into a situation where they have not been in in forever, which is not having a quarterback whatsoever and not really having a path to find one. They could try to draft one the following year in the draft. That's always a risky move. You don't know what that quarterback is going to be. 
again, maybe Kirk Cousins goes from Minnesota to Green Bay, but they're they are in a situation they have not been in a long time, which is we don't know what to expect from the Packers. Normally, when you have a good quarterback, you know what to expect. And with the Packers, that's been double-digit wins. That's been winning a game in the playoffs. It hasn't been Super Bowls, but it has been consistent winning and consistently being competitive. It was like that under Brett Favre. It was like that under Aaron Rodgers. Packers fans are not used to not knowing what to expect. So for me, the biggest question for the Packers is, are they still the Packers? Is this going to be a team we always look at, pencil in for double digits, pencil in as you know, one of the teams you look at in the NFC? Or are we getting ready to see Green Bay go into a period that we haven't seen them go into a really long time, which is just not that good and, and completely un, un, you know, not having a path, not having a quarterback. So I'm interested to see. I think Jordan Love has some potential. I got to see him play in person in Philadelphia. You know, the game was mostly over by the time he got in, but I thought he played pretty well, threw a nice football. It'll be, I'll, I'll be really curious to watch him uh, play, much like Justin Fields. I think two of the most intriguing quarterbacks in the NFL are playing in this division in the NFC North. So we will see. Are the Packers still the Packers heading into next year? All right, the final team, the team that everybody is talking about, the team that you never hear being preseason hypes, but this is where they are at. And the question for the Detroit Lions is, can they handle the hype? Can this Detroit Lions team handle the unreal amount of hype that is coming their way? Why is the hype coming their way? Well, because they finished 8-2, and two, and they had lost a very close game to the Buffalo Bills. They were one of the best teams in the NFL over the last two months of the season. And as a result, they are ninth in Super Bowl odds. They are fourth in the NFC in Super Bowl odds. They are the heavy favorite to win this division on every sports book you look. And again, not just the favorite, like the heavy favorite. They are, I think, you know, they're around like plus 120, plus 130. And all the other teams you look at are plus 300 or worse. So they are expected to win this division. As we And we talked about those teams. It is a winnable division. It's not like they're expected to go in and knock off the Chiefs or the Bills or the Bengals or the Eagles or any of these teams. They are, they are in a winnable division. But ultimately, the Lions, as we know, have not been a team that has won and not been a team that handled hype well. Haven't made the playoffs since 2016. Haven't won double-digit games since 2014. You can make an argument if the Lions only win nine games next year that's an extremely disappointing season you could say if they don't win a playoff game that might be a disappointing season now I think this is a very good team I do think Jared Goff is very underrated Dan Campbell has won me over they have skill position players they've added to the defense this offseason so there is a lot of talent to like in Detroit but as you as you see with all winning teams and if you're a, uh, a fan of a team like the Chiefs or you know with, with the Eagles once you're expected to win, things are so different. It's easy to sneak up on people. It's easy to be a team in the NFL that goes from five wins to nine wins. What's not easy is to go from team from nine wins to 14 wins or nine wins to being expected to win. And every team each week, you know, not going into these games being like, well, if you win, that would be great. But ultimately, you're not that good. The Lions are in a place they haven't been. In, I mean, maybe my life, not my lifetime, but maybe, I mean, even when they had Stafford at certain points, I don't think the hype was this high. Was this high. They're viewed as one of the best teams in the NFC, despite not really ever winning anything, despite not making the playoffs. So how will they handle the hype? If they get off to a one and two start, if they get off to a one and three start, how will they handle it? Is this team ready? I think they are. I like Jared Goff, again, like I said, and I like Dan Campbell. But ultimately, the biggest question for the Lions is, can they handle the hype? And it's going to be super interesting to see whether or not they're able to do it. 
This has been the latest edition of the Best Football Show podcast. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Please hit that subscribe button and please leave a five-star review if you like what you hear. And I'll talk to you guys next time.